there, folks. It must be Thursday, because you know what that means. It's time for another episode of Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. Thank you for joining us. Oh, I do love me some Rage Against the Machine. Welcome back, folks. <clears throat> so good to have you. Sorry, uh, sorry we were off last week. Uh, it's been busy uh, school duties. It's like I have other. It's like I have other occupations and stuff. In any case, um, so happy you could be here with us uh, this week. We're going to be. Uh, we're right about it. Election season, folks, and I'm sure all of you knew that because you've been seeing all these fucking ads all over <laughs> television. Um, I mentioned this in the article, but of course, I live in Colorado. Uh, we have a, gov- a gubernatorial election. We also have a state senator up for election in addition to, of course, all of the House seats. Um, and uh, and I, we live in a state that's uh, somewhat, um, somewhat considered purple. And so a uh, tremendous amount of... Um, advertising dollars being thrown into the state and um i think what has begun to bother me more than anything else in this election cycle is the bullshit um and we've seen that uh with the rise of uh donald trump that truth no longer matters um that you can simply lie and it used to be that we had um it used to be that we had a system of news reporting that inevitably ferreted out people who blatantly lied and, and you would be held accountable and you would, of course, lose elections. That's no longer the case. Truth. Donald Trump came in and made truth relative and made truth uh, obsolete. And it's interesting to me that in an age where there is so much access to information due to the internet, did it? The internet has also, while while we, for those who use it well, the internet can be a source of incredible amounts of information and knowledge. But it's become even more than that a dissemination for false information, and unfortunately, we are finding a society that is incapable of discerning between the two. Um, and because of that, uh, people like Donald Trump can, can blatantly lie, can be caught on tape lying. Like there's no question about it there. It doesn't even take two brain cells to put together, you know, he, him on tape admit, acknowledging that he lied about COVID and the dangers of COVID something as serious as that. And people just no longer believe it the the idea that there was a fraud in the last election and we have a majority a majority of the people currently running for office on the republican side of the aisle suggest now what percentage of them believe it and what percentage of them just throw out the bullshit but a majority of the people running on the on the Republican side suggest that the elect 2020 election was not legitimate, despite every single legitimate resource out there suggesting otherwise. It's that pattern of disinformation has become the number one threat to American democracy. And we are living at a time when we are on the verge of seeing American democracy go. 
and a, and a big part of that is just the the just plain bullshit. And so with that, uh, let's get to this week's column. Um, this week's column is uh, "Say What You Mean." And in the face of all that disinformation, it seems like a particularly fitting title. Are you just about over all the political commercials taking over the airways this past month? You know things are getting bad when you long for the days of accident attorneys and pharmaceutical advertisements. Perhaps some of the following has to do with the fact that Colorado has been deemed one of those pesky purple states where unaffiliated voters actually outnumber those registered with either party. But given that we have a governor and senator up for re-election, we have become inundated with political advertising. Now, we have all simply grown accustomed to the penchant for negativity and political marketing, but these days I am struggling to discern between political campaign ads and a trailer for yet another Halloween fright fest. But what bothers me in this political cycle more than even that isn't what these politicians are saying, but what they aren't. Call me old-fashioned, if you will, but if you're going to run for political office, it seems to me that you should actually believe in the issues you support and stand by them. I may disagree with you, but if you think that arming a platoon full of monkeys in order to safeguard our nation's schools from the ever-growing litany of school shootings is a great idea, then stand by that position, thus creating a clear distinction in perspectives between you and your opponent, and let the voters decide for themselves. But more and more politicians are talking, taking one more extreme stance during the primaries than attempting to back off those positions and feigning a more neutral perspective come time for the general election. These political commercials then become a lesson in wading through the bullshit and drawing meaningful conclusions based upon what these assholes refuse to say. A thorough perusal of the content of these ads will tell you all you need to know about what polling data tells us are the death knell issues for each political party. Democrats have been eerily silent when it comes to to touting the infrastructure bill or other spending measures that they supported, but which many voters blame for rising inflation. And even in places as liberal as San Francisco, cries for defunding the police have been notably hushed, as Democrats attempt to distance themselves from an issue that makes them appear soft on crime in the midst of escalating violence and criminal transgressions. But if Democrats are sidestepping their way through a dog park full of canine deposits, Republicans are tiptoeing through a landmine-laden battlefield of issues they know, they know are unpopular with the vast majority of voters. They know they can't win general elections if their real views are exposed, so they are backing away from them quicker than a French battalion. Most notable of the extreme positions they know are unpopular with voters are election integrity and abortion rights. In Colorado, for example, Republican U.S. Senate candidate Joe O'Day has come out and attacked former President Trump, saying that his denial of the validity of the 2020 election is a dangerous hoax that is hurting the country. O'Day has also claimed to support a woman's right to abortion. His ads intentionally eschew the term conservative, instead labeling him as an quote-unquote independent-minded candidate. Okay, O'Day, but the record you are running from says something completely 
completely different. Despite now somehow saying he supports a woman's right to choose, O'Day opposed the recent bill protecting abortion rights in Colorado following the Dobbs decision. In fact, O'Day's signature is on the 2020 petition to ban abortion access in Colorado. Now, if you want to restrict abortion access and deny women the right to make their own reproductive decisions and hand those choices to the state, I may disagree with you, but you have every right to that position. But if that is your position, Joe O'Day and other Republicans out there, have some fucking balls and stand by it. O'Day and his Republican brethren know their policies are unpopular with the general populace. And so they are talking out of both sides of their mouth in order to deceive the American voters about where they really stand on the issues. And it is just this bullshit that got us to the Dobbs decision in the first place. For years, Republicans in swing states have tried to walk the tightrope of suggesting that they are personally against abortion but support a woman's right to choose. Then they get into office and every single one of them votes to confirm far right-wing justices like Amy Comey Barrett, Neil Gorsuch, and Brett Kavanaugh who became the instrumental voices in taking away women's reproductive autonomy. If this was the will of the American voters, I might not like it, but I would begrudgingly support it nonetheless. But it is the farce through which it was perpetrated, defrauding the voters into thinking these Republican assholes weren't going to put pro-life activists on the Supreme Court when they knew the whole time that this was exactly what they intended to do that makes me sick to my stomach. And the issue of election integrity might be even more crucial to the functioning of our democratic institutions. These Republicans can come out and condemn the actions Trump took in leading the insurrection on January 6th. But how many Republican senators voted to convict him in his second presidential impeachment trial? Want to throw out a guess out there, folks? Seven. That's right. Of the 50 Republican senators in, the, in office in 2020, only seven, 14%, seven voted to impeach the man who tried to overthrow the will of the American people. And of those seven, only one was up for re-election in 2022. This is the party of strength. It's party of fucking bullshit. <laughs> it's the party of being of being a complete and utter coward. These Republicans may want to distance themselves from enabling this political coup and the MAGA party, MAGA part of their party, but their voting record tells the truth that if given another chance, they would do it all again. Only better next time, because next time they won't fail. So as you get set to go to the polls next Tuesday, don't listen to what these politicians say. Listen to how they vote. Hold them accountable for their actual positions, not the ones they want you to think they support. Truth, after all, is not just the title of this column. It's the key to a functioning democracy. Remember that, folks. It's um, we When we let these people <clears throat> continue to come out and lie, to the American public and get away with it 
the end result is the end of our democracy. In the end, when they can come out, right, and say that they are going to vote one way, and then the time comes and they do exactly the opposite, and we don't hold them accountable, well, you know, America, I'm in the midst of teaching uh, Greek democracy to my ancient Civ class. And uh, it's made me keenly aware that the Greeks knew that an educated, informed, I think the key word here is informed populace, was the key to a functioning democracy. Go make yourself informed, folks. My name's Stephen Craig. I'm the host and author of Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. We're so glad to have you this Thursday and every Thursday. We'll be back next week with another edition of the podcast. Until then, folks, peace out, y'all.